Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. on and off the field. 44-yard attempt from the right hash. Snap by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. What call was that, Denton? That was obviously not the CBS Nance Romo call. No, was that, that was the Buffalo Bills radio call. <laughs> it was... Um. Wow. Uh, look, in a year when it didn't look like the Kansas City Chiefs were the Kansas City Chiefs, it turns out they might still be the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyler Bass missing that kick on a cold, windy, western New York day, sending KC to a sixth straight AFC title game, six in a row for Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. Good morning. Good to be back. Four really good divisional round games to talk about, plus plenty uh, of news over the weekend on the Washington coaching search front, uh, including reports yesterday that Eric Bieniemy was interviewed for the job last week by the team. We're going to get to all of that in detail. Ben will be with us a little bit earlier than usual on Monday. He's going to jump on an hour from now at 11 a.m. to go through all of the weekend news related to Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of Detroit, who is in uh, moving on to the NFC title game. Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator from Houston, and yes, Biennemi. Uh Those were the three centerpieces, I think, of the news that came out since Friday. Real quickly on the coaching search, 
Uh, I'm leaning and have been Ben Johnson, but honestly, it's without a lot of knowledge about the things that are going to be super important for Adam Peters and Josh Harris to determine. And that is, you know, the intangible stuff, whether or not he's got great managerial ability, whether or not he's got real leadership qualities. Um, you know, all of the things that we aren't going to know that maybe people in Detroit know, but we don't know for sure that will have to be, you know, vetted out by the interviewers. But I, you know, based on what he's done with that offense, I'm kind of leaning the young offensive mind, offensive, you know, coordinator, uh, the hot hire, certainly in this hiring cycle of the guys that are in that mold of, you know, young uh, offensive coordinators that appear to be on track to be maybe the next Sean McVay or the next, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan or uh, the next Zach Taylor or the next Matt LaFleur, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I'm sort of leaning in that direction. But I say that and I think about the, the incredible job that the Ravens did against Houston on Saturday. Um, I loved the Ravens all week long. That was the game that I, I, I loved. I thought that they would win that game big. I also gave out the Niners. I gave out the Ravens and the Niners as the two smell test picks of the weekend, so they went one and one. But I loved Baltimore. I love Baltimore again right now, laying the three in the hook against the Chiefs in the AFC title game. And the reason really for it more than anything else, I mean, Lamar was spectacular. I mean, he he was incredible in that second half against the Texans. But Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, who I think has been virtually interviewed by the team, right, Denton? He's already been uh, – hasn't – we've seen reports that Mike McDonald – I know the request for interview was out there. I was a little bit out of it at the end of last week in terms of following the news closely, but am I right that Mike McDonald has been virtually interviewed by the team? Um, let me double check on that. I know for sure. Uh, yeah, it does look like they. He, uh, yeah, he has been virtually interviewed, but they okay. cannot interview him again until the 29th. Okay. Yeah, because he's still playing. Same with uh, Ben Johnson. He can't be interviewed in person now until the 29th because of his team still being alive. But my God, the Ravens defense. Think about the results that the Ravens defense under Mike McDonald, Mike, Mike McDonald has had not only this year, but last year as well. This year, they just beat Houston for the second time this year, allowing no offensive touchdowns for the second time this year. In two games, the Texans did not score an offensive touchdown against Mike McDonald's Ravens defense. Think about the teams that they completely emasculated this year. The Lions, the Detroit Lions who are in the NFC title game and have been outstanding on offense all year long, scored six points against the Ravens. The Ravens destroyed Miami and their offense, the 49ers and their offense. And if you want to talk about a couple of other teams that they absolutely completely shut down who at times had success offensively. How about Seattle, the Chargers, and Jacksonville? They were the number one defense in the league. It wasn't even close. They're one of the best DVOA metric defenses of all time. And I started to look at what McDonald's defense did last year because this is his second year of being a defensive coordinator. He led the Ravens into the playoffs almost by himself with that defense last year after Lamar Jackson went down. 
they completely shut everybody down, won enough games to get into into the postseason, and then shut Joe Burrow down. It, it took a fumble by Tyler Huntley going in for the lead late in that game, return 90-some yards, to beat McDonald's Ravens defense last year. They just look incredibly unbeatable to me. I don't know that we've had a more dominant team in recent years than the Ravens. I mean, what a test this will be in an AFC title game against Mahomes and Reed and the Chiefs. But McDonald is a superstar coordinator. Again, have no idea about what kind of leader he would be, what kind of manager of men, what kind of overall overseer of an organization as a head coach he would be. But as a coordinator, he may be the number one superstar coordinator that has not been a head coach of all of those that are available. Anyway, uh, I still would lean offensive guy in part because we're going to more likely than not draft a quarterback. But if they ultimately hired Mike McDonald, I think I would understand why from a production standpoint. Uh, All right, we're down to the final four. One blowout, the Ravens, on Saturday, and three pretty entertaining games. You know, the game on Saturday night between the 49ers and the Packers. The 49ers lucky to escape the Packers uh, the other night. The early game yesterday, an outstanding game with a bizarre finish, and I will get to that. As many of you uh, were responding to what Todd, Bo- what both coaches did, what Dan Campbell did, and then what Todd Bowles did after the final Baker Mayfield interception uh, that seemingly should have, well, it should have mathematically ended the game, but it didn't, and I'll explain why. And then, of course, the game last night uh, where, you know, that game for four-fifths of it was off the charts. I really felt like, I don't know if you felt the same way, Denton, and if those of you that are listening felt the same way, I thought we were watching one of these classics. I mean, both quarterbacks played well. Mahomes, better. Okay, Josh Allen once again going home the loser, head-to-head with Mahomes in the postseason. 0 for 3 now head-to-head against Mahomes in the postseason. They lost, the Bills did with Josh Allen, the, the AFC title game back in January of 2021. They lost in that epic classic 42-36 to overtime divisional round game in January of 2022. And then last night, 27 27- 24. So Allen head to head with Mahomes is 0 for 3 in the postseason. He's also 0 for 1 against Burrow. Remember losing last year in the divisional round in the snow in Orchard Park to Burrow in Cincinnati. I love Josh Allen. I do. He's a he's a top three to top five quarterback worst case in this league. He played a game in which many people said heading into it, he needed to play mistake free football. No interceptions. You know, no fumbles, nothing that hurt his team because he is prone to that at times. He did not have any interceptions. He did have the one fumble that was a big one that was recovered by the Bills, so he didn't lose the ball. He had a ball or two dropped, including the deep shot to Diggs on their final drive, and his kicker missed a 44-yard field goal that would have tied the game with a minute 45 left, still would have left Mahomes with a ton of time 
to go win the game in regulation. Remember, he only needed 13 seconds to tie the game a few years ago at Arrowhead. Um, Josh Allen in the game threw for 186 yards. Much of the passing production in the game at the line of scrimmage throws or behind the line of scrimmage throws in that particular game last night. He rushed for 72 yards, important yards for sure. There was nothing spectacular from a statistical standpoint about Josh Allen's performance. Um, But many said going into it, look, you can't lose the game with turnovers, which he's been prone to. Although, let me just point out, in his 10 postseason games, Josh Allen now has 21 touchdown passes and just four interceptions. Uh, A lot of the uh, error-prone football has been um, pretty much confided to the regular season. Um, but he is now just 5-5 five and five in 10 playoff games with just one AFC title game appearance, while two of his AFC contemporaries, Mahomes and Burrow, have had much more playoff success. Burrow's played in two AFC title games, 1-1, one, one, and of course Mahomes about to play in number six in a row. He's 3-2 and two in his first five. The game yesterday, the first 10 drives of the game, the first 10 drives of the game, resulted in nine scores and one punt. And then after that, Buffalo down three, went three and out with a fake punt that failed against 10 on the field, by the way, for Kansas City. Kansas City then gives it back to them with a fumble through the end zone by Hardman. Then on a, then another three and out by Buffalo down 27-24. All right, so Buffalo had the ball multiple times down three, all right, and punted in two of those instances in the fourth quarter. Um, Then finally, Buffalo gets a legitimate stop. I mean, the Hardman uh, play was the only stop of the game. And then they get a legitimate stop, which followed that horrible defensive pass interference call, uh, where it was clear uh, upon replay the ball was still in Mahomes' hand, and that should not have been DPI, and it wasn't a hold because it was within five yards of the line of scrimmage. The contact was on Rasheed Rice. Um, But they ended up getting the ball back anyway. And then the Bills driving for the lead or a late tie, Allen couldn't step into a deep ball to Shakir in the end zone on a second and nine. He had digs wide open over the middle for what should have been the throw and a big play that would have moved the chains, moved the clock, gotten them into position to score a touchdown to take the lead even later in the game or kick a shorter field goal. And then on third and nine, pressured, forced to throw it away before the missed field goal. Then you got the two Pacheco runs to run out the clock. By the way, you could make the case that Pacheco was the second best player on the field after Mahomes. Uh, And the Chiefs are moving on. And Allen and the Bills' window may be closed. A lot of people are saying that this morning, I think. I read it twice this morning. Allen was more than good enough yesterday for his team to have a chance to win the game. But he wasn't great enough to ensure that his team won the game. He can be brilliant at times. The touchdown throw to Shakir on the third and goal from the 13 that gave them the 24-20 lead after the delay of game penalty, there are two or three guys in the league that can make that throw. That was a sick throw. The ball to Diggs that went through Diggs' hands, an amazing throw considering the weather and the wind and the cold. But man, Josh Allen lost again in a big spot. 
I was thinking about this last night and I had this conversation with a friend of mine. We were texting back and forth and he sent me a text and he said, you know who Josh Allen is, Kevin? I said, who? He said, he's your boy. Drew, listen, Drew in Montgomery County. He's Philip Rivers. That's who he is. Look, he's got a long career left before you can put his playoff record in the Philip Rivers category. He's going to end up playing in a lot more playoff games than Philip Rivers did. Um, Josh Allen has already, in the last you know um, five years, he's already played in ten playoff games. Philip Rivers played in twelve playoff games, career, career. But yeah, to a certain extent, it just seems that he's great enough to be one of the best in the game. But for whatever reason, it's not always his fault. But for whatever reason, he can't be great enough on the day that matters the most to ensure that something bad happens. It doesn't matter because they're up two scores. They're already up by you know, 10 points when Bass misses a kick to make it a 13-point lead. Phillip Rivers, remember, quarterbacked in, in, in the postseason in two games in which his kickers missed game-tying field goals, in another game against the Patriots in which his defensive team had an interception in their hands to end the game and on the return fumbled it back to Brady and New England and the Patriots went down the field and won the game. Josh Allen was 13 seconds away from uh, an AFC title game in that incredible 42-36 to 36 playoff game. He certainly had a chance and played well enough, not great enough, but had a chance to come through or at least see the game tied on a game-tying drive late before his kicker missed. Uh, but there are similarities in both the way the two quarterbacks play the game, uh, high risk, Obviously, Rivers couldn't run and was not the dual-threat quarterback that Josh Allen is. Uh, but I would not I would not put those two in the same class at this point because I think Allen's going to have more opportunities. He's a younger quarterback. He's played a lot more playoff games than Rivers actually than, than Rivers did at that, that at that age. You know, it took Rivers 10 years in the league. Uh, before he got to playoff game number six in San Diego. A lot of really rough moments, I would imagine, for Bills fans. Wow. That just seemed like a perfect situation. In the meantime now, Mahomes, 13-3 and in the playoffs, and he finally wins a road playoff game, which he had never had the opportunity to do, until yesterday, 17-23, 215 yards, two touchdowns. This game was amazing from the standpoint of that Buffalo was hurt. I understand that. Um, But, man, the Chiefs in 47 plays offensively. And, by the way, that counts. Let me just just do, do the math real quickly. That counts three knees at the end of the game. All right, and one knee at the end of the first half. So in actuality, the Chiefs, in just 43 offensive snaps, had 361 yards 
and 27 points without getting a turnover to shorten the field and fumbling one into the end zone and out of the end zone for a touchback when they would have surely gotten minimum three and more likely than not seven for a 10-point lead. I mean, that is unbelievable production. 43 offensive snaps, 361 yards, and 27 points. Uh, Mahomes was more than efficient. Uh, He was creative. He was outstanding. And I thought Pacheco was great, as he has been. By the way, you know who else was really good? In that game, I think he had three carries, but had a big carry, like a 35-yard carry, was Edward Zolaire, who the last time he played in Buffalo, it was during the COVID season. No one was in the crowd. They played the game on, a, on like a Monday or a Tuesday afternoon as a reschedule, and he rushed for 169 yards. Chiefs moving on. Buffalo and Josh Allen going home. Hell of a run Uh, this season. I mean, a hell of a run from, you know, where they were before closing out the regular season with five straight wins to capture not only the, the division, but the overall two seed. In so many ways, I wanted to see them win that game because I actually thought before yesterday, Buffalo would be a tougher out for Baltimore than Kansas City would. The Chiefs got it done. Kevin, you know um, who uh, Josh Allen reminds me of that maybe is a little bit more local to us? Like, I like the Phillip Rivers thing, and this kind of transitions across the realm of sports, but right now Josh Allen is Ovechkin. He's the young, fun guy, fun guy that's really good in the regular season, and there's one guy that he just can't get over the hump against in the playoffs. Yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh Mahomes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a good one. Although I think you could have made the case that Ovechkin, if he wasn't the best player in the game, was one of the top two. Allen's a top five quarterback. I mean, I would take him tomorrow over almost anybody with the exception of Mahomes and, you know, and, and maybe right now, Lamar, good God, was that a performance in the second half against Houston? Uh, but, um, there's something there's definitely not enough you know the 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 close you know people will say well look at his numbers you know and and who'd they beat though you know they beat the dolphins with a third string quarterback in the postseason last year they beat pittsburgh with basically the backup quarterback this year they beat new england and mac jones's rookie year in the postseason they lost uh, they beat uh, they beat the Ravens. They did beat the Ravens that one year in Buffalo in the divisional round before they lost to the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Remember they blew the big lead in Josh Allen's first playoff game uh, at Houston. Uh, and lost that game. And here's another playoff. He matched up against Rivers in the COVID season, following the 2020 season. And man, they had a shot the Colts did with Rivers a quarterback, quarterbacking the Colts, and they won that game 27-24. But um, can't beat, you know, hasn't beaten Burrow. They were blasted last year, and he did not play well in that game uh, against Cincinnati in the snow. But let's not forget, he almost threw away the Miami game last year in the snow in the postseason against Skylar Thompson. I'm right about that, right? Wasn't it Skylar Thompson <laughs> it was who quarterbacked Skylar that game? Th- yeah, you're right. And this year, come on, man, beating the Steelers with with Mason Rudolph, he's yet to produce 
a a quality postseason win. But I, but then again, 13 seconds he had thrown the touchdown pass that should have won the game, uh, but it didn't. He didn't get to touch the ball in overtime at Arrowhead. His kicker, he puts his kicker in position to tie the game. Too much time left probably for Mahomes anyway. He'd probably lose that game 30-27 to even if Bass makes the kick. I mean, Buffalo had stopped Kansas City one time the entire day. Now, it had been the drive before. Um, Yeah, I love him, though. I mean, I, in the same way that I love Phillip Rivers, I mean, call me a lover of losers in the postseason, but it just seems like they have been a victim of some bad luck. But the truth of the matter is, is that you've got to end up doing a little bit more so that you're not vulnerable to 13 seconds left. You're not vulnerable to a kicker missing a kick in a stiff wind. Um, and, uh, and he hasn't done that yet. Maybe he will. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Buffalo Bills in the offseason. All right, we're going to get to everything Washington-related at 11. The rest of the playoff weekend when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 